It's go time. Previously on Third Down Gamble. How do you sell something when it's coming in with a lack of long-term commitment and the potential for the league to be in dire straits as well as a significant amount of debt? That's a tough sell. You are listening live to Quick Kicks, a presentation of Third Down Gamble. Welcome to the podcast, everyone, and today we're joined by a very special guest, the voice you probably recognize from previous shows, Andrew Hoskins from the Turf District. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me back on, Don. Uh, I love coming on to chat football with you guys. Yeah, I wish we could talk more football. I wish we could talk games, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, hey, football is football, right? It seems we still have things to talk about, even though we're uh, not specifically talking games, but I do look forward to actually talking games. Absolutely. And by the way, congrats, 200 shows for the Turf District now as it's branded. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 200 shows over the two iterations, I guess. And uh, it's it's pretty exciting. It, it was a nice milestone to reach, especially because uh, Kayla joined our team at episode 100. And so to actually have the three of us go through a hundred plus shows, because we did a few episodes and things in there, but for us to actually get to that range that that's a pretty big deal and uh it's it's always a fun ride and it was great to be able to hang out with my buds and talk about how fun it's been we are up well with this episode actually we're at 60 so we've got a long way to go to catch up to you (laughs) (laughs) well yeah well i mean you guys are recording lots lately though so you'll catch us sooner or later it's funny i've always thought that when I would talk to guys like Brian from BC Lions Den and, and that type of thing. And it's like, man, you guys are just way ahead. And and then we're like, oh, well, okay, we just were recording in the off season. And so then you'd catch up and you, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's all a matter of when you have the time and when you're like, oh, hey, I can get this person, then great. Then you go do it, right? Well, it's been a lot of fun lately on, on this podcast because I've been interviewing people from the United States especially people associated with the XFL, and I have some more lined up. It's been great to get that other side talking to me to understand what the thinking is there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I and I heard you had our friend Smitty on, which was fantastic, and he's uh, always a great listen and a great guy to chat with. So it's, it's very cool when you when you start getting guests and getting some reach, and you get to, able to talk to some of these other people. It's it's fantastic, right? So. Just out of curiosity, you guys have been doing the YouTube live feed. Mm-hmm. How's that experience been? Overall, it's been really good. Uh, that actually came from way back when we used to do Periscope. And that was, uh, you know, I would just do it on my phone. And how it started was we had uh, a guest. I can't even remember what the first guest was that we did that with. But I thought, well, let's do a live video feed and they can see who the people are that are here before we start talking about the show. And it just kind of built a bit of a following, but we found that there's a lot of limitations in in the Periscope and what ended up turning into Twitter live. We realized that um, luckily enough for me, I, I've got a buddy who is in video editing and <laughs> does that professionally for a living. And so I talked to him and and we figured out that we could actually do a bit of a production, but to do that, we'd have to do it through YouTube Live. So 
I had lot, lots and lots of learning <laughs> and it takes a lot of planning beforehand to make sure it all, and I'm still not perfect at it. I'm still learning it, but, um, but now we've got to the point where, you know, over Skype, we can have, you know, five people, uh, all in a live room, all with their video running and it's streaming out, which is amazing. Uh, and this year I'm actually adding to my setup with a second computer and some more screens and things so that we can actually make that production even better. And uh, we're starting to get people joining in and leaving comments and, and being involved and, and asking us questions, which we love. We love getting the questions live and then we get to shoot some answers back and have a little bit of fun with people before we record the pod. And at some point, uh, we may even go to our podcast being video instead of just audio and and have that as a, as a portion, uh, just because we're slowly kind of piecing together and learning, doing it live, and then we can try it uh, recorded wise. So it's it's been a really fun experience and it's a kind of a nice ad. Uh, I, I'm probably better when they get to see everybody but me, but still it's nice that we get a chance to be on there and, and have some laughs and, and show off some of our esque stuff and, or I guess I should say Edmonton football team stuff. See, I still mess it up every now and again, show off the, the rooms and the spaces that we call the turf district and, and just have a few laughs. So well, that's a great lead in actually, because yeah, <laughs> I kind of wondered if that might come up. Yeah. <laughs> You had almost a half a million unique views of the CFL draft. There is an annual general meeting that just went by, and still they have not divulged the new name. What gives? <laughs> so, okay, so there's a couple of things that I'll say on this. The first thing is, is that I think with the draft, if they were going to do it, I think they would have announced it the day before the draft, and only just because then, like, I know you had said too, you know, with the the number three pick, the Edmonton, whatever, this is who we pick, right? Um, but I don't think that they wanted to have it as a small blip in the bigger story of the draft because the draft was so different this year, especially in trying to figure out which guys are going to go where um, because they didn't, a lot of them didn't play last year. And so when you think about some of the draft picks that were going, that were mostly just based on video combine and, uh, and kind of their, their tape from before, it was just so different already that why would you kind of steal the thunder of this, of the CFL moment of the draft by putting your name in. I think the other part, then you look, then you said, okay, the annual general meeting. Well, the annual general meeting was to go over how the team did. As part of that, we found out that there was a $7.1 million loss, a lot of which was because of the rebranding. <laughs> like not all of it, obviously, but there's a, there's a chunk of it that is due to having to rebrand and do all those types of things, right? Again, why would you kind of try to take away the, like the meaning of the annual general meeting is this is what the team is doing and this is how they're sitting. I, I don't know that you really get hype to go, well, oh, but, oh, hey, you know what? We lost 7.1 million, but here's our new name. Like, I think it needs to be, when the name announcement comes, it needs to be its own event and it needs to be an exciting thing that people are like, yes, I want to know what this is. And I think the delay, honestly, is that they are getting all of the merchandise together. They have the name. They want to 
they wanted to get a few drafts of different type of merch, figure out what does this look good? Does this look good? Let's produce this much of it so that when the time comes, when they're getting closer to they know football is going to actually happen, then they're going to say, we're ready to go. Let's bring in some guys. We're going to have a hopeful, I would love to say in person, but likely virtual <laughs> with a small grouping of in-person people to say, this is our name and here is your gear. Come and get it now. It's be part of the gang, be part of the troop, whatever they're going to call it. I just said gang because they call L groups gang and that's where I figure they're ending. And get your antlers, get your, like, like all the stuff is going to be there. Be a part of this new tradition, this new name, this new team. And I, I really think they want to make it that kind of an event. I, I think back to, uh, was it 2017? I believe it was when they, when they relaunched the jerseys and they had a special season ticket holder event um, where they had a DJ playing and they had a, you know, they had a bar, they had treats, they had all this stuff going on and they launched the new, and it was, this was just a Jersey, but they launched the jerseys and then they had all the jerseys there and you could go over and buy one right away and you could get it stickered and, and, and then they had all this other new merch that was coming out for the season. It was like a season launch party tagged into this. And I could see where they would want to do something like that. Like, let's actually make this a big deal and a big event that people want to be part of. And then let's make sure they have all the stuff that they can leave the party saying, I am now a part of this team with my stuff on that. That's what I think is likely going to happen. And, uh, Preston said, I guess afterwards that the, they're hopefully going to be doing that in the next two to three weeks. Let's hope for that. I'm hoping June 15th, because that's the day I picked in our name pool date. Are there any dates left that I can get in on? <laughs> you picked one. You picked one. It was a good guess. Didn't happen. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, that's been really fun, actually. It's kind of nice to be interacting with people and getting that all set up and kind of getting some hype going. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in the next month or so. I loved the Alouettes launch party when they came out with their new helmet look logo yeah even going to the designers and having them explain how they came up with the concept i love the alouettes logo i think it's fantastic yeah i'm a fan too i don't know if i'm so happy about the deco coming over top of the lid i'd like to maybe see it back on the side but that's just me right and i think every i mean that's gonna happen right but i think with this that's the thing i think we're gonna see the same helmet what I think we might see, though, is, like I said, if they go elk, well, then are they going to launch a third jersey at the same time? Who knows? Are they going to Are they going to have that hoodie that has the antlers across the chest? <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? But there's lots of different things that could be coming. And um, the only thing that I, I know, because I don't know the name at all, but from the people that I have talked to with the team, they said, oh, I, I, you know, I saw one of the hoodies that we're thinking about and I could tell you right now, I'd buy that. Like, it looks pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I think they're just getting that all ready to go. And it's, it's, and you're right, that Montreal event, again, it was an event. Everybody across the CFL was talking about, that was a really neat idea and look at these cool new uniforms. And I think they want to do that same kind of thing here and attach the name to it. So that brings us now to the 2021 season. Yes. We have 
a tentative date, August the 5th, but we don't have a schedule associated with it. Not as of yet, but I didn't expect one right away. I think we know trying to put a schedule together, especially when you're talking about figuring out even around how, what stadiums are going to be available, what teams are going to be where. I know they're going to try, I'm assuming they're going to try and minimize some travel, uh, trying to make that a little bit easier on some of the teams. I think they're even trying to decide, are we going to do the heavy West versus West and East versus East, or how, how are we going to do that? I think once you kind of get through the first, the little first little bit of logistics, then you have to get through to all the stadiums and what's going to be available. Okay, well, this is available. Great. Let's try and book this this way. And I think that you, that takes some time. Now, again, from what I've I heard, I think it was just out today, is that they were talking that it sh- they're hoping the schedule will be out in the next week to 10 days. It is coming fairly soon, being that they announced it uh, April 17th. Is that what it was? When they said they were pushing it back, I think it was in that range. I'm thinking if within a month's time, they can put together a full schedule and make sure that that they have agreement by all the teams. That's actually kind of impressive (laughs) because it does take some time to get those through. It could have been faster. Absolutely. Again, let's let's put something together and they're probably trying to work in something that has some contingency plans so that you could have, like they were saying, maybe some of the East teams play more in the West to start or something along those lines. You want to make a schedule that's easy to have the contingencies A and B and not just a schedule that it's like, well, if we have to change something again, we have to do the whole schedule all over again too. Do you not think though that they talked about backup plans and backup plans and backup plans that they've had 15 or 18 schedules already made up and it's just a question of which one they're actually going to reach into that folder and pull? Could be that, absolutely. Uh, But again, as we've kind of said for the last year, things change on a daily and weekly basis. This week, you might pull this schedule. Next week, go, ah, crap, we should have pulled the other schedule. Maybe they're just waiting until they get close enough where they can say, this is the schedule that we think is as close as we're going to get to perfect at this moment. And let's make a plan to do that schedule, which means, guys, you got to be ready to come back up to Canada at this stage. Like, I, I think that's kind of where we're at. If you're a betting man, is it August the 5th or are we looking at September the 2nd to start the season? Uh, uh, if I had, if, if somebody sat me down and said, okay, you have a hundred bucks and you have to pick a date. I'm picking September 2nd. Ever optimistic side says we're ready to rock in August. So being that I might be moving in July, I'd be fine if it was September. I'd more likely to get to training camp. I mean, that's just, if they could just think about me for once, then I'd be fine. <laughs> I'd be fine. <laughs> it's not true. Give me as much football as possible. I'm right. <laughs> well, you have not lived under a rock for the last little while and you know what social media is discussing and it's the CFL and XFL talks. Yes. What is your take on all of this? The talking about talking. Yeah. You know what? I, um, I've, I've been on a couple other podcasts and I've been talking about it that I, I just think that God, there's an endless number of possibilities. It could be player sharing. It could be marketing sharing. It could be, it could be a full merger. Absolutely. It, it could be. Um, it, it could be, well, how do we get some overlapping games to see if we can see what happens when we have, you know, these players playing against each other? And, and is there a, is there like a side tournament with <laughs> these two, these two leagues to try? I mean, it could be anything. 
And that's the thing we don't know. It's hard because I see a lot of people that are battling on, on social media about, well, it can't be this and it can't be that and you're killing the league and this is crazy. And I, I, and you know what? I just, I can't buy into that. It's, I got to think that the people who are involved in this know a little bit about each league to go, okay, how can we help each other? And what actually makes sense? Now, they might come up with something that is completely not make sense at all, uh, which we have seen in the past. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not on the stage of going, well, I'm going to do any panic about it until they actually say, well, this is what our plan is. This is what we were talking about. And at that point, then I think we can do a little more criticizing. But until we know, I, I kind of go like, well, okay, they're talking. So maybe they come up with something. I mean, Lord knows the CFL could use some help in marketing. It's, it's a thing that they're not as good at as I would love to to see them be at. Dwayne The Rock Johnson knows marketing, knows pretty well on how to make himself a big name. So, I mean, if they're talking about stuff like that, great. How do, how do we help each other? So why all the silence then if they're just discussing marketing? Well, the thing is, is that they're going to sign NDAs no matter what, right? And we know now that they did sign some really rock solid NDAs, right? Um, and, and like I said before, they absolutely could be talking about a merger, now, but if they are talking about a merger and we want to go that route, what's to say that they're not talking about a three down ball merger? Like they could be. Why? I, I've said this over and over again. Uh, I, I love the NFL too. I, I like watching it. I've really gotten into it in the last few years. But I, my true love is three down ball. And just because I love the, the excitement of the game. And why wouldn't they maybe be talking about how can we bring three down ball in so that we're not trying to do NFL light. We're trying to do something that is truly different, which is what the XFL has said from the get-go. That's what they want to be. They want to stand out and be different. Well, maybe that is a three down ball. Yes, they could be talking that. And if they are, well, then I'm going to wait until they release something and say, this is what the plan is and this is what we're going to play. And at that point, then I'll decide, well, do I like this or do I have to fire up a podcast to rant and rave? And I'm not sure yet. (laughs) CFL players all wear a face mask for safety. With COVID-19 on our field, we also need to wear our masks to keep everyone safe. Do your part. Be a team player. Don't you think the CFL would want to control the message a little bit more than what they have? Well, do you think that the XFL is controlling the message? I, I, I don't think that either league is controlling the message other than to say, we're talking. And when we have more information, we'll let you know. And, and I, I am perfectly okay with that. Uh, what I, I don't like all this speculation I mean, I hate that side of it because why? Why waste your time getting frustrated over something that you don't even know is going to happen or not happen? Like to me, that is an absolute waste of energy. So I don't do that. Um, or I try not to do that, I guess I should say, because there are times when I do. Uh, but I try not to do that. So when it comes down to tell me when you're ready, tell me what I need to know then I can decide from there whether or not I need to be grumpy or not. (laughs) 
I guess. I'm not sure what the right answer is there, but um, they're going to be silent. They're going to, like you said, you know, they can say that they are controlling the message right now. They're controlling the message by saying nothing. And that is the way they're controlling it. And when we're ready and we know that we have something in place, then we'll tell you. And I really think the talking about talking came out because uh, something, someone somewhere might've got a whiff of what was going on and they wanted to make sure that their, those NDAs were in place and going to be respected. So yes, let's tell everyone that we are talking, but that's all we're doing right now. We don't have a plan. We'll tell you more when we know more. According to XFL News Hub, March 10th, when they came up with the talking about talking early that morning, the Alouettes posted on their page that this was happening. Okay. They think that's what triggered all of this. Yeah, it could have been. Absolutely. And and that's what I'm saying, right? One party says, hey, they're talking. Oh, this is going to go public? Okay, well, we better control the message <laughs> by saying, yes, we are talking. You're right. We don't have anything more to announce yet, but we are talking. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. I, I do that to my kids all the time. Yes, your mom and I are talking about this and we'll let you know when we have a solid decision on how this is going to happen. And until then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> That's, that, it's, it's the same thing right now. They have the power in this situation of let them talk about it. And once they've had a chance to figure out this is what we're going to do, then we'll let you know. <laughs> and that doesn't mean all the kids are happy. It just means that now we know what's going on, right? Well, Farhan Laji said that in his mind, football is about blocking and tackling. And that we shouldn't get so wound up about three downs, 65 yard wide. Well, okay. I, I, I guess to, to some degree, I can understand that. I think though that for all of us that watch football, uh, especially if you watch both the CFL and the NFL, you know that there are nuanced differences between the games. I don't think either game is bad. I know that I prefer the CFL game, but that's probably because it's in my backyard and I just love the speed and I love the fact that you have three downs. So it means you're going to be likely throwing the ball more and you're going to see a bit more of that. Um, th and that's the, part, that's the part of the game that I've always loved. So yes, there is blocking and tackling in both leagues. Absolutely. But there is some nuances to both games and over a hundred years of tradition on the three year three down ball. And I'd kind of like to see a lot of those things stay. Now, does that mean that I'm totally locked into it has to be the CFL game? No, I'm okay with them innovating some things. They've been doing that for the past 20 years. They keep changing things, little rules here and there. And it overall tends to make the game better. The odd one that they've messed up on, they've gone back and fixed that that sometimes goes well and sometimes not. I do think that the game has to innovate at some point. And if you can find a, a hybrid of some kind, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be super upset, but you do need to, I think, at least honor the tradition that got the CFL to being around for this long in their period of time. We talk about what the CFL may lose in all of this. What's to gain for the parties that own the XFL? What do they want from the CFL? Well, what, what they want is they want to be part of tradition, right? They, they want the history. Because the, the one thing that the XFL doesn't have is history. The, well, the history that it does have is 
mostly tied to Vince McMahon. And I think Smitty said this on your show too. When people say XFL, the main thing that they think of is the 2000 version of, of the XFL that was run by McMahon and was a, a bit more of circus football as compared to, you know, football. Uh, I think this last iteration had a chance to be better and it was starting to kind of roll around, but they can't control the fact that there is a pandemic like that kind of throws things out. So I think the XFL is looking for, let's get into something that where we can be part of a bigger tradition and can we include ourselves in a part of a bigger tradition? That's, that's what they're looking for. Um, what the CFL is looking for obviously is how, how do we work this so that we can make some money and, and make sure that the league is all making, you know, more flush altogether. I think that's kind of the, some of the trade-off that both parties are looking for. Actually, as I say that, I bet you the XFL is kind of looking for legitimacy. Maybe that's the right word. You want to be, okay, here's a league that's been around forever and they're ready to play along with us. So we can't be that bad. And not that I've, I'm not saying the XFL is bad. I don't want anybody who is an XFL supporter to think, oh, I, I just think they're horrible. I, I don't. Uh, I was on board with the the Battlehawks. Like I was like, okay, this is kind of fun to watch. I, I just think they're they're looking for that. Let's Let's move away from the 2000 circus football and let's go to we're we're legitimate and we can be part of a, a league. There's been a lot of discussion that if the CFL doesn't get onto the field in 2021, that it could have dire consequences for the league. Do you agree with that sentiment? I kind of was feeling that last year when they didn't play. <laughs> so I guess I'd have to say right now to, to stay consistent that, I mean, it could absolutely. Now the CFL has survived a lot of things. I mean, I, I know that, you know, you and I have been around when they were, when they were playing on seriously cement with AstroTurf on it and you just people getting killed basically out on the field and they survived. They went through the entire expansion. We've, we've had, and I know you know this acutely, but teams that have had telethons to make sure that they survive and we've, they've found a way to continue the league and continue the game. To me, that really gives me a lot of hope that wouldn't matter they would find a way is it going to look exactly the same who knows and if they don't play is it uh, definitely more towards the uh, I don't want to say panic button but closer to that as far as are we going to have a league yeah for sure because you can't just keep not playing and losing eyeballs where you you know, you go two years where people aren't being able to connect to their team, they start to go, well, maybe I'll connect to another team, right? I really want to see them at least on the field for a little bit this year. And I imagine not playing in 2021, if that ever came to pass, would also impact how the ownership group of the XFL would view the CFL. And maybe those discussions would be subject to that. Well, and I think you've talked about this on your show too. The CFL is one of the few leagues that didn't play at all in 2020. Um, there, I mean, there were a few that didn't, but there were lots that did. They need to show that they can get out on the field. We need to see our guys. <laughs> let's be honest. I think they, we we need to see their guys out on the field, and let's let's get something going to show that this league is as good as we know it all to be. Do you think that the league, if it does get going, let's say it is August, we've talked a lot about attendance. Mm -hmm. Where do we start with it? I imagine by the end of the season, we probably get to pretty close to full attendance. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, where we start, 
I don't think we're going to be able to predict that until the end of June because we don't know what vaccine delivery is going to be. We don't know what percentage we'll be at as far as everybody getting vaccinations. Are they going to have rules in place that you have to have a vaccination, which I, I mean, that's a whole other discussion. I understand that we probably don't need to get into, but are they going to do something like that? We And so we're not really going to know. I, I would have to think that uh, starting out, if, if vaccines go like they're predicting they will, and that so many, you know, a, a fair number of people will be vaccinated by the end of June, then maybe we are looking at like a you know, of 35, 40% in a stadium. It's possible. It kind of depends on what are the logistics of getting the people from parking lot to their seat. Like in Commonwealth, and we talked about this on our last show, in Commonwealth, if you had 10,000 people there, which again is, is uh, uh, what's that? Uh, divide by six, 15, 18%, somewhere in there for capacity. What If they're in their seats... You could space people out, no problem. But if you need a concession or if somebody has to use a washroom, what do you do then? What, what happens at halftime when you have, you know, half of your people that now have to go to the washroom? Well, or how do you keep people from hanging out on the concourse? That those are the logistics that they're going to have to figure out. And I think that will determine a little more of, okay, well, how, what kind of capacity can we have in the stadium? Because we have to make sure that those places are just as safe as when you're sitting in your seats. I know you don't want to get into this, but what about incentivizing people by saying double dosed, you can come to the game? Uh, well, okay. So I'm going to say yes and no on that. And I, the thing is, is that A, we're not really sure how many people will be able to get double dosed by then. And that's that's part of why I say that's a really fine line, because if if somebody wants it, that doesn't always mean that it's available, right? So that makes it hard. And you're going to have people that will be very upset about, well, it's not in my control if there is no vaccine available for me to get my second shot, but now I'm missing out on going to something that I want to go do because of something that I'd have no control over. That could become a problem. The other part is that I was saying this, I can't remember who I was saying this to, but you don't want to get to, a, you don't want to get to, <laughs> this sounds horrible, I understand, but you don't want to get to a society where it's like, well, you want to do this? Let's see your papers. Uh, we've heard that before and it's never been a positive thing. I get it. Yes, and absolutely, I, I want people to get their double dose vaccine and, and be protected. But I, I don't think that we need to open the Pandora's box of, well, you have to prove you have this before you can walk in the door. What they can do are things like, okay, masks are mandated. You need to keep your space. If you're sitting in these sections, you have to come in this gate and you have to go through this pattern to get to your seat and then you need to stay in your seat. If you need concessions, you order them online and we will bring them to you and we will be masked or we will do something along those lines. If you need to go to the washroom, then there will be certain times or certain setups where you flag a, a person who's at the top and then they tell you when, okay, yes, it's your turn or those types of things they can do. But I don't think you can stand at the door and say, you're vaccinated. Yes, come in. You're not too bad. Like, I, I don't think 
that we can get to that. But I think we can say, if you'd like to come in, much like a restaurant or a store, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Now in football, it's like no shirt, that's normal. But no mask, sorry, you can't come in. Like, they, I think they do have the ability to do something like that. I know you don't want to speculate. When do you think the CFL and XFL are going to stand in front of a microphone and say, this is what we're going to do? Uh, I think that depends on if the season gets going. If the season gets going on August 5th, like they say they would like it to do, and like all of us are crossing everything we have two of want for, um, then I don't think we hear until... December. I don't think we hear until after or or possibly just before the Grey Cup so that they could include if they wanted to have some, you know, XFL slash CFL things at Grey Cup, which is entirely possible. But my guess is that we wouldn't hear a, an actual result until the Grey Cup concludes. And then it's this is what the plan is for going forward. I, I That's my guess is that they don't want to take away from the lost season and people getting back to have that CFL experience. And we all know the Grey Cup week is just the greatest party in the entire world. I don't know that they would want, I think they'd want to hold that sanctity for this season and then make an announcement on what might happen next. And let's play this out. What if these talks amount to nothing? Well, if they amount to nothing, then it means that, you know, they've had their, they've had their chance to talk. Um, I think that everything is, you know, like if they can't really come to some kind of a deal on anything, whether it's marketing or crossover or merger or whatever, then they've had the conversations and they've worked through all the angles and both leagues can say, you know, we sat down and we talked, but we just couldn't we really just couldn't find a way to make it work. And each of them will find their own spin on why they couldn't make it work. Um, I know if, if I'm Randy Ambrosi and we get to the point where it doesn't work, you, you, you come out and say, look, this is our game. This is, this is a hundred year tradition. And we weren't prepared to give up some of what that game is about. And that was the stumbling block that we couldn't just get over. And you, you can't tell me that a CFL fan isn't going to be like, yeah, yeah, it's okay, kid. But now what's the solution, Randy? What are we doing from here? What's, how, do we, how do we make ourselves more solvent? And I, and I think on the other side, the XFL would come and say, look, we, we just couldn't make it work. We wanted to put these other types of play in and that, that didn't work. So we, we couldn't come to a deal. We couldn't come to a way that made sense for both leagues to benefit. And I think as long as they're cordial about it, I think everybody would be like, yeah, okay, we get it. On the other hand, if they make a deal, then they'll come out and say, this is great. And here's what we've worked out. We hope you're excited about it. And let's talk about it more and make sure that we're ready so that we can get rolling. Andrew, where can people find and follow you? Well, you can find me everywhere uh, online at the Turf District. Um, or actually, it might be that Turf District pod. Hmm. I think it's the Turf District. That's how that's how much I've been paying attention as of late. I've been very busy. Uh, but uh, if you look up Turf District, you'll find us. And uh, we hope to, uh, as we get closer to you know, finding out when we're going to be playing, uh, of course, we'll 
be announcing on uh, all of our social platforms when we'll be back on YouTube live and we'd love people to join us in. It's usually on a um, Monday night sometime around eight o'clock mountain and uh, we love having people jump on and throw us some comments and we're trying to jazz that up as much as we can every week. So uh, that would be fantastic. Thanks for joining me. Thanks again, man. I always love chatting with you. Thank you for listening to our show. Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean. Follow us on Twitter where our handle is at Third Down Gamble. Join us again next time. The Third Down Gamble podcast. Audio. Worth watching.